I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me, as always, except for our last podcast, uh, Dustin Ragusa, you are back from vacation. I am back from uh, work vacation. and uh, Final four. Yeah, and here we are. I am excited to do a podcast with you. It feels like it has been like three years since we did a podcast. I don't remember it the last has. time we talked. Yeah, I know. Because right before my vacation, we weren't able to do it that week yep. due to just scheduling conflicts. Then I was gone for a week. Then you were crazy busy with basketball and yes. you did one with Marshall but now we're back and should be able to get back in the swing of things now yeah and so shout out to Marshall because Marshall Scott um, follow him I think it's at Marshall underscore once on Twitter we did a really fun podcast and um, yeah, was we basically one. did like a sweet 16 of OSU figures and then tried to on live podcast go pick by pick on who we thought would win it all so um if you would like to know who who would win a sweet 16 bracket of uh famous osu figures uh specifically sports go check that podcast out because we had a lot of fun with it there's a, a bracket you can print off and follow along um we got a lot of feedback from that podcast almost all of it was just uh negative but um that that's what i expected in 2019 um I don't think anyone has ever told us that they enjoy the podcast, so um, <clears throat> such is life. Uh, today, we have a back to recruiting roots. This is a recruiting podcast after all, so we're going to talk about just some basketball stuff because there is a lot of moving pieces, and, and there's a lot of moving pieces in football too, but we're going to get to that probably next week. Um and we're going to start with a four-star guard from Texas. Before we get to that, a quick word from our sponsor. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It doesn't have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson & Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call. 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405-224-6363. And as always, go Pokes. So we're going to talk about Chris Harris Jr., this is Ragusa's boy. He's a four-star combo guard from Texas. Um, he, he recently visited OSU, and OSU's absolutely in the mix at this point. Do you feel good about OSU's chances with Chris Harris Jr.? I do. I, I feel like the momentum he's, – he's waited so long in between the Tech visit and the Stillwater visit. He's going to Tech this weekend. He went to – Stillwater uh, a couple weeks ago, and obviously he had to wait because you know they were in the Final Four and everything. But I felt like there was a lot of momentum right after that visit. Apparently his family really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed it. A lot of the experts, Evan Daniels, Jerry Meyer on Two Four Seven Rivals, uh, came out and said, you know, they think 
he was going to land in Stillwater with Coach Boynton, but I, it's kind of leaning back the other way now uh, with Tech. They've you know they were in the Final Four. They're hot right now, uh, sending players like Zaire Smith, Jared Culver to the NBA. But I still think Oklahoma State's the front runner here. Yeah. I, what, what about you? I, I feel the same way. And we, we did a post. You actually wrote a really good article about Chris Harris Jr. on the website. And it is on our featured content now. So you guys check that out. But we kind of explained in detail um, what we're talking about right now, why we think uh, – where we think he's going and and uh, and why um here's what i wrote i said texas tech makes sense the program is red hot chris beard might be a top 10 coach and, and the team just went to the national championship yes they lost but they were the they were playing in the last game of the season but here's the deal dave and ready kyler edwards two players who played 32 and 18 minutes per game at shooting guard this past season are back next season. They're still underclassmen. And Tech has a high-rated signee, a six foot four guard named Jamius Ramsey, uh, who who is coming in and probably gonna play shooting guard. So I think he's like the same size as Harry. Yeah, basically. almost exa- like almost the exact same player. Um so I just feel like by process process of elimination, OSU probably has the leg up here, at least if we're talking about Texas Tech. Um, yeah, I think and, there's a world in which you know he, he could probably play first off the bench minutes at OSU next season. I think he has a chance to be that good, and just because OSU's roster right now, I think you know there's no reason to think that he could not play significant minutes right away. Right, and I completely agree with you on, on the minutes factor. You know, Oklahoma State still has Isaac Likely. Yeah, they've got Avery Anderson coming in, but you know, guys like Lindy Waters who handled the ball last year. They don't. They don't have to play that that one two position. You know, he can play off the ball, right? Set up on the three point line where he's where he knocks them down at a very efficient clip. So uh, I think there's still a lot of room for Harris on this Oklahoma State team to, like you said, even possibly play next year. And you know, Tex, even though I don't think he's officially announced yet, they're they're probably losing Culver yeah. to the NBA. They're losing Mooney. So they are losing some guards, but like he said, Morietti's back, Edwards is back, and then Ramsey coming in. So I think the fit's better, but r- really the thing for with Tech right now is the fact that they've j- they've just put some guys in the NBA first round draft picks yeah. and they're coming off a of final four. So it they've got that momentum uh in the fact that you know they're they're a better program right now. They've got a hot coaching commodity, but you know Beard's name gets thrown around with so many other coaching it jobs. Does. He's not a he's not a tech alum. You know he he probably won't be there forever. Yep. And Boynton's most likely in it the, for the long haul right now because I don't know if he's going to get picked up anywhere after this last season. Yeah. So you know you got that coaching stability, and who knows Beard may stay, but I <clears throat> I just think. I, and then I, I don't know if we brought it up yet, but his his friendship with uh, Isaac Likely as yes. well yeah. is a big factor. And you may say, well, why didn't he pick Oklahoma State in the first place? Well, you know there were other things that played in there, played into it now. But now you're looking at Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. He's got a friend in Likely at right. Oklahoma State, and and you know he doesn't really have anybody like that at Tech. So yeah, yeah, he's uh, Chris Harris Jr. and Isaac Likely, and also Kentucky signee Tyrese Maxey 
are all part of a trio called the Baggage Claim Boys. And so... I want to be a part of that. It, me too. Maybe we could be our own Baggage Claim Boys. <laughs> um, if only. It's, it's, it sounds kind of uh, sounds kind of nerdy when we I, say it. Though. I aspire to be a Baggage Claim Boy. <laughs> and so I do feel like that, that absolutely has a huge factor in all of this. Um, yes, he didn't he didn't pick OSU the first time. The first time OSU really never got involved. Uh, this the second time around has been a lot different. He visited OSU. Things are are pretty serious. I would I would say they're definitely dating at this point. They're not engaged, but they're very <laughs> very serious. Um, I, I think the big maybe like X factor that is going to play a huge role in his final decision is is Texas A and M. He committed to Texas A and M the first time. The, the program parted ways with Billy Kennedy, and he ended up decommitting. He got out of his national letter of intent. Meanwhile, they just straight up lifted uh, Buzz Williams for, from Virginia Tech, a very, very char- uh, charismatic coach. He's from Texas, really good recruiter, really good evaluator, really, really good developer of talent. And in fact, he has a, a player from Virginia Tech who I think will be a lottery pick, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So I think that will play a factor. And you you mentioned, I believe, earlier that, that A&M is still in the mix. I think they are. Um, tech, he, he's visiting Tech this weekend. Uh, we expect probably that he will make a decision at some point in the next week. But A&M is kind of that X factor where you, you think OSU maybe has a leg up. Tech is maybe on the outside looking in, or maybe on the inside looking in, um, and then there's A and M. So I I don't know what to make of it other than I don't feel like he's made up his mind yet. Right, and and Buzz Williams I think just like officially got down to College Station like this week. Yep. So he might you know he's probably reaching out to people on the phone, but he he probably hasn't met Harris, you know. So <clears throat> that. If they get involved again, this could maybe drag out a little bit longer into the end of the signing period after that kicks off, what, April 17th? Yeah, April 17th, so less than a week from now. I, yes. And, and and Virginia Tech did not offer, which is kind of an interesting note. Yeah, so... Buzz, Buzz was at Virginia Tech up until last week. Yeah, so he might... They could maybe not even get back involved with Harris. I, sometimes, you know, coaches like to pick a couple of the recruits to key on yeah uh that work so but i think they're still in the mix i don't i mean i would want to play for buzz williams he seems like a really fun coach to play for but um we'll see i i still i still think it ends up oklahoma state you know in the post you went oklahoma state yep marshall went tech and then uh kyle cox went oklahoma state so three to one and uh you know we don't trust marshall at all so oh no Heck we'll just no. count it as Oklahoma no. State too. So all I, Oklahoma State. I do think that the uh, coaching uncertainty is is also a factor here with with Chris Beard's star being just completely bright right now. He just took Texas Tech to an Elite Eight last year, the a place that Texas Tech had had not been in, uh, and then he follows it up this season by not only surpassing that by going to the Final Four. They end up winning in the Final Four. And, and taking Virginia to overtime before losing. And that is, that is interesting. Um, I, I do feel like Beard would be a, a very good candidate at a lot of places. He's apparently not a candidate at UCLA because Mick Cronin just, uh, just took that job. Here is something to consider, and I'm not, I'm not floating any of this out here, but 
Cronin taking the UCLA job has opened up the Cincinnati job. And the name that I have seen floating around for the Cincinnati job, Frank Martin, South Carolina coach. And you know where Mike Boynton played college basketball at? South Carolina. South Carolina. And I do think that if that happened, things could get very interesting. Um, like, very interesting. So that's something to maybe keep an eye on. I, I feel like we're maybe a couple of pad leaps over from getting to that point. Yeah, you're going straight conspiracy theory on no, me right now. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I think that could really happen. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm just messing with you. I, I, I really do too. I mean, he, he seems, he seems to be a big, you know, f- fan of where he went to school. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't be. So yeah. I, that's always in the back of, you know, my mind. If he ever was to get, you know, start kind of picking up some steam like Beard is, and South Carolina came calling, he'd probably make that move. Yeah, but and again, I don't even know if. I don't know if Boynton would be interested. I don't even know if South Carolina would be interested. It's not like Boynton has knocked it out of the park at Oklahoma State thus far. Right. Yeah, he's recruited really well, and, and the fan base and a lot of people around the program are very excited about what he can do. But you know, he's entering year three, and and you know, to this point, it's kind of gone on a downward trajectory. So right. that's something to uh, to keep an eye on. But you know, I don't know if the Frank Martin Cincinnati stuff is is just you know like agent maneuvering where he's like well you know he's not actually interested in leaving but he'd like to get you know maybe a pay raise and and uh and maybe do a little flirting kind of like what gundy did with with tennessee um you know i i think that's something to uh to maybe keep an eye on um you know i'm not going full conspiracy here but uh, it's it's maybe something that uh it could get there in a hurry and people are like oh wow how did we get here um right. So yeah, that'll that'll be something to uh, to keep an eye on. Moving on to the uh, to more basketball content because I'm not gonna try and rain down on this parade. Duncan Demuth is transferring. He announced that uh, on Thursday. So now there are three scholarships open. Uh, did you expect this to happen? I did not expect Duncan Demuth to transfer. I didn't expect him to transfer, but yeah. I was trying to figure out if I if I saw him getting minutes once these once this class next year comes in and starts developing yeah if i saw a spot for him yeah because although there were some flashes at times you know a lot of people compare him to like young mitchell solomon there were some flashes of not so greatness as well and he looked a little uncomfortable out there at times like it might have been a little bit too big of a stage for him at the big 12 level but um you know other times he he made some great plays i'm not I'm surprised he he transferred and didn't just kind of stay on the team and see where it goes development wise. Yeah, but uh, I definitely didn't see him as a key piece moving forward. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think he did either. I think that's the big thing is you know typically with with freshmen. Now I'm not saying all freshmen have to show something immediately because let's be honest, Mitchell Solomon was not like a super awesome freshman when he was at osu you know you never expected him to be like the really critical glue guy um as a junior and senior he he eventually got there um but you know maybe at most programs he would not have been given that opportunity duncan was was okay you know i i i would say for the most part he he probably was in over his head a little bit and maybe you know maybe he should have redshirted last season maybe 
OSU's roster situation was at a spot where he had to play, he had no choice, um, and he really needed some development. So that is a that's an interesting. We don't need to you know hash out Demuth's transfer. He's like the twelfth man off the bench, but <laughs> it, it it is interesting that uh, he's leaving after one season and. Even more interesting, it, he was a David Contaxis recruit from uh, from the East Coast. Contaxis is no longer with uh, with OSU. It doesn't appear like um, because they have hired another assistant to uh, to take his spot. So that is a uh, some interesting little shifting on in the uh, OSU basketball world going on, and that leads us to there's there's more spots open. You know, we talked about Chris Harris Jr. There's also some transfers. And, uh, and maybe a high school kid to, to keep an eye on. We will get to that right after this. Let's get a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will get out of here. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It does not have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson & Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you today. So if you need any of these services, bookkeeping, payroll, tax preparation, LLC formation, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405-224-6363. That's 405-224-6363. So three scholarship spots are open, which is like borderline crazy because I did not think that OSU (laughs) would even have spot for scholarship roller coaster yeah it's insane you know i think like four months ago we were talking about well how it how are the boone twins gonna have space and now it's like there is so much space there <laughs> boynton is gonna completely turn this roster over um so yeah I, I think the first name and maybe the most interested uh name that i am looking at at this point dudu Gaya. uh he is a six foot nine daytona state college power forward and he is massive six foot nine 220 sophomore from senegal and uh i'm looking at his his profile here his career stats 2018-19 season averaged 11 points per game in uh in 32 games shot 40 percent from three 50 percent from the field a, a pretty solid big man overall, and I think he would really add a lot of experience to uh, to what OSU is doing. But you know, this is this is a guy who is who appears to be very physical. He's he's basically like a a stretch five. I think you could probably put him as. Uh, he's going to make an official visit this weekend. Are you fired up up about Dudu Gaye? Yeah, he's literally one of my favorite guys that they've been talking to. I think in my literally. In my uh, transfer rankings that I did where I ranked like the top five guys Oklahoma State should be looking at transfer-wise, I think I had him two or three. Yeah. But I would I would say think of him as a Cam McGriff-type player. He's like 6'9", 220, but with a little bit better ball-handling skills, actually. I like that. And he can shoot the three. He's physical, like you said. He's going to be great, especially when Cam's off the floor in that pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop game. Yeah. He plays that really well. I was actually able to find some Daytona State uh, full-game film on YouTube. So I've watched a little bit of him play, and uh, I was really impressed with his overall just explosiveness on both ends. Yeah. And he, he looks 
he looks like somebody who could come in and play right away. He had a he's had a kind of a weird career, like you say. He's from Senegal. He played high school in Japan. Then he played college in Japan. Then transferred to D- Daytona State. Yeah. And one other interesting thing, kind of tying back to something you brought up earlier, the new Oklahoma State assistant coach Eric Pastrana. Yep. Was hired away from Florida Atlantic. But before that, he was at Daytona State mm. when Dudu was there. Mm. So look, there. look at you dropping nuggets on the podcast. I love that. I, yeah, I saw that. I actually think I saw that on Go Pokes in their post. Ooh, but that is interesting. He, so yeah, so they've got there's a tie in there because he's being recruited. It was at first just East Carolina, but now yeah. I think Arkansas and Seton Hall are in the mix. So Texas some other Tech good basketball, yeah, some other good basketball programs. So having Pastrana might be key in uh in landing my guy, my guy, guy, guy. Yeah, we we uh we actually labored on finding the pronunciation guide for Dudu Guy. Um, I think that's no right. Avail. Yeah, I th- I think it said Guy. Uh, but yeah, yeah well, he is whatever we say he is. But <laughs> I, I'm really fascinated by that guy now. Um, I think he would be a really really solid get. Uh, because they're bringing in Caleb Boone, uh, a really, really strong um, shot blocker who I think is is going to make an instant impact. I think he's going to be a star. Um, but bringing in a more physical guy, Dudu Gaye, uh, who, who's you know 220 pounds and has a lot of experience. He's played at the JUCO level. He's played in Japan. Um, I think that would be that would be solid. I feel like that would be a really nice get uh, to really bolster the the front court there. Um, another, ju- uh, not a junior college transfer, but a transfer that OSU is involved in. Darius McNeil, kid from uh, from Cal, is transferring, and OSU has, has has joined the fold with him. But we haven't really heard too much about him. McNeil has a really interesting like background, though. Um, didn't play much at Cal. But when he did, he was he was really good. Former uh, top two hundred and fifty recruit from Houston. He's six three, one hundred seventy five pounds, um, a shooting guard slash point guard. I feel like you can never have too many ball handlers. Um, and his his three point shooting was kind of what he was known for at Cal. That would Lefty. be a, yeah, that would be a solid get, a really solid get. It would. He's. He's scheduled visits. I think he's already taken one of them to TCU and SMU. So he'll probably still take some more. So you got to keep an eye on that. Um, He would be a good get just as kind of a scorer off the bench. He would have to sit out next year, though, I believe, unless he uh, unless he got granted a waiver. But I don't think he would because I think he's just leaving due to playing time. Right. I don't think it was a. Yeah, the, their coach got fired. I mean, Cal oh, yeah, was just yeah, absolutely okay, yeah, yeah. horrendous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're year. right. Or the, really, the past two years since he's been there. And I mean, other than him, there's Rajon Tucker uh, played at Florida Gulf Coast and then yep. Arkansas Little Rock. But he recently received a phone call from Roy Williams and the Tar Heels. So, so he's from North Carolina. That might be all she wrote Yikes. after that. Rajon was um, probably, I would say, a top two or three immediately eligible transfer. I mean, he, yeah, he, he was just a star last year. Yeah, you might remember him from uh, 
from Florida Gulf Coast tournament runs because yeah. he threw down some nasty dunks that were on ESPN top ten. I wild. put one in my article. He's he's a freak and he would he would be an awesome pickup. But um I mean, really other than that, the only other guy is uh South Dakota. Um I can't think of his name. South Guard. Dakota State. Yeah, what is that guy's name? Oh man. I might have to look up that article. Okay, so there. there there is a guy named Mike Dom. He was uh, and Mike Dom is like a top ten scorer in David Jenkins. History. Yeah, David and, Jenkins. And Sorry. David Jenkins is the guy that you're talking about. He was, I mean, Jenkins was a little bit overshadowed by Dom because Dom averaged like twenty six a game. Jenkins averaged twenty a game last season, and he is an absolute lethal scorer. He's a guard. Um, he's got really good size. You know, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. Could play, um, it, it looks like he is a sophomore. So he would have to sit out next year. And uh, and then he would play in 2020. But a really, really interesting prospect there. And, and South Dakota State, they just lost their coach, TJ Olsenberger. Um, so it's 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 possible. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's likely, but it's definitely possible that he uses that as kind of leverage to say, "Hey, my my coach left. I'd like to get immediately eligible," and and boom, shakalaka, he's playing at OSU in 2019. I would not he's, rule that out. He's probably um, the number one transfer guy on the market right now. Like everybody is after him. Yeah. He's a smooth shooter from the outside, yeah. like you said. He's a he's a bigger guard. Um, he's the perfect. Mike Boynton player loves to play up in the passing lanes, gets steals. Um, kid's sick, but if it, I don't know if they've got. I think Dudu, Chris Harris, and then we'll see with the third spot. It might yeah. they might take another 2019 kid like uh, big man Kevin Cross from yep. Arkansas, but I, I don't. I'm not really sure with the third scholarship right now, but I, I think Harris and Dudu are pretty likely options. I was looking, or I was I was talking to someone who is aware of the transfer portal. Um, they said that there's like 600 plus names already in the transfer portal, so <laughs> there there is not a lack of options. Yeah, and I, I do feel like with these things, like you know, if if they strike out on Chris Harris or Dudu Gaye decides he wants to go to Little Rock, New Mexico, or whatever. Um, there, there's just going to be someone who's available. It's not like they're going to go into 2019 and be like, well, hands up, you know, we didn't get enough guys. I guess we only have seven, seven players on our roster. They'll find someone. Um, I, I and it'll be a quality person, probably. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of quality guys yeah, out for sure. there. Yeah. I, so I, I, do, I think that, you know, whether or not they land these guys that we've talked about, I think if they don't, it's not the biggest of deals because there are so many people that are available. You know, if, if they want to go the transfer route and get a guy who has to sit next season um, and get them eligible for 2020, that's an option. If they want to go out and get a graduate transfer, I think there are plenty of options that are going to be viable that could help OSU win. So, you know, you're talking at this point, I think your roster for 2019 is pretty much set. If you get a graduate transfer who's going to play 20, 25 minutes a game, that's just kind of icing on the cake at this point. So they have they have three scholarships. They can really be a little bit stingy with them because, like I said, I, I think for the most part, they kind of know what they have going into 2019 and what they're going to build off of. 
Um, so I, I'm kind of a little overly optimistic perhaps about, you know, kind of what, what this roster is going to look like, but I, I do feel like there's just so many options out there. They, they, there's no way they strike out. Yeah, no, I completely agree. They're, they're going to get somebody that, and you know, if they land one of the guys we talked about, that, that could be a guy that potentially pl- gets some playing time next year. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, there, like, like we said, there's some guys in the transfer portal that are ready to play next year, eligible next year, um, and then you know maybe that third spot's another 2019 guy that's a development piece that you hope you know pans out. You know, another guy like Duncan Demuth who yes. maybe is a question mark coming in, but maybe turns into something bigger. So, yeah, there's. I mean, if they want to, they can take some flyers on guys who are maybe. It's not like their their recruiting board is like, well, we've reached the end of the recruiting board. I guess we got to flip it over to 2020. There's guys who are maybe on that second tier that they're waiting on to say, all right, well, if Dudu Gaye decides he wants to go elsewhere, we've got this guy in the fold. If Darius McNeil decides he wants to stay close to home and he wants to go to Texas A&M, we've got this guy on the back burner and we can give him a call and we know he's going to come to Oklahoma State. So it, it, it the recruiting world is like bizarre and fascinating and weird but there is always a plan for for how coaches are going to fill out these rosters and it's always fascinating because we really have no idea we just kind of like pontificate on on what we know and what we see but um i'm really fascinated to kind of see where these uh three scholarships um go to because we're gonna find out like within the next week probably um at least some of these targets and where they're gonna go um, the the next signing period starts, like you said, next week, and it runs through, I believe it's May 16th or May 17th, somewhere around there. Um, so it'll run for a month. So there'll be some frenzied action in between that time. And I expect OSU pro- probably to fill all three of its scholarship spots during that time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't just with kind of how last season ended up, I don't think they'll leave one out. And you know, what we didn't even talk about is the possibility of Maurice Kalu coming back. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, yeah, that's another, so someone I talked to earlier this week, um, said that he is visiting Nebraska this weekend, um, which I, I think was actually last weekend, but so Kalu was kicked off the team in, I believe it was like January, somewhere around there. Um, and committed to Cleveland State. Since that time, it it appears that he has been cleared of his legal actions. Um, I don't know if he's been found innocent or guilty. I I don't have any information on it, but I do know that um, most people believe that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Um, and so, you know, make of it what you will. I, I'm sure there's people who are going to judge the actions that of the people that he was with. And, um, I suppose that's your right to do that. But I, I have been told that, that Kalu coming to Oklahoma state, returning to Oklahoma state is, is potentially on the table. So that would be really fascinating. I feel like he was one of the more intriguing freshmen down the stretch. Obviously he didn't play a lot of minutes, um, but I, I feel like he has a future in, in basketball. Like I think he'd be a really good contributor. Um, if he did it at Oklahoma State, it would be really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, if it if it comes down to him in a project 2019 guy, I, I'd rather Kalu, I think. 
Yeah, my only question is, um, would he have to sit a year? Because I believe he transferred. It, my understanding is, yeah, he got kicked off, but he was eventually actually put in the transfer portal and then transferred to Cleveland State. I don't know if he completed the transfer process. So is he like technically still enrolled at OSU, or is he just kind of yeah, sitting out there? Uh... Would he have to sit 2019 and then be eligible? Or because he, he would be potentially coming back to the same school, would he just be eligible? Yeah, that's a that's going to be a really interesting situation. I mean, yeah. we'll see. If, if he's allowed to come back, you know, good for him. Uh, obviously, that means he probably was, like you said, in the wrong place at the wrong time. So yeah. we'll I mean, see. It's like, a you know, amazingly, 18 and 19-year-old kids actually make dumb decisions sometimes. So... <laughs> Hate to hate to see it, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for second chances, and I feel like if you know he's he's openly admitting that he did something wrong and and is regretful. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where he lands. So uh, I think that's all for uh, today. We actually talked a lot about some basketball recruiting. Next week we'll probably get into more basketball. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk some football. If you guys have some uh, opinions, some requests on what you'd like to hear from. Hit us up on uh, Pistols Firing or on Twitter. Uh, he is at, what are you at? At Dust Ragu? Yeah, D-U-S-T-R-A-G-U. Yes. And uh, so actually just mention Dust Ragu and uh, and let them know what, uh, what you want to hear. But we will be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us some nice comments. Be sure to comment on Ragu's tremendous biceps. <laughs> And uh, we'll see. Thirty-year-old biceps. Thirty-year-old. Yes, he turned thirty. Please also tell him uh, happy birthday. And we will be back <laughs> next week with another episode. Ragu. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you, man. Okay. See ya.